We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We pay our respects to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people on the lands which Deep Herd operates. Welcome back to the Grains Combo Podcast, brought to you by the Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development in Western Australia. I'm Cindy Webster. And I'm Jeanette Pratt, and we are research scientists based in regional WA. These episodes shine a spotlight on the knowledge and tools developed by Deeper to grow the grains industry. In today's episode, I'm talking with Deeper research scientist Gauss Azam and Deeperd Principal Research Scientist and Murdoch Professor Cheng Dao Lee about acid tolerance in chickpeas. Thanks for joining us, Gauss and Cheng Dao. Before we dive into talking about acid tolerance in chickpeas, I'd just like to know a little bit about you both. Gauss, can you tell us a little bit about your history at Deeperd? Thanks, Jeanette. Um, I have started uh, with Deeperd in 2016. There was a Deeperd GRDC invested project called MASUP, Innovative Approaches to Manage Subsoil Acidity. So, uh, yeah, that's the area uh, my ex- of my expertise, managing subsoil acidity. And Cheng Dao, what about you? Hi, Jeanette. I started Deeperd as the body breathers in year 2000. And um, since 2015, I take the position as the director of the Western Crop Production Line. It is the joint research center between Murdoch University and Deepert. Well, thank you for that. Gauss, can you tell us about soil acidity in WA and how severe this issue is? Well, well uh, in Western Australia, in this, most of our soils are very old, like million years old. Um, and very infertile, but we gained the productivity in last 50 years or so through use of, you know, heavily nitrogen synthetic fertilizer, and we adopted um, no-till farming. So because of those, you know, conservation practice and use of heavily synthetic fertilizer, soil acidity become one of the biggest problem in, in WA. So it's around, if you look at the data, around 70% of the topsoil has you know, less than 5.5 soil pH, which is our target. So it's, it's a big issue in the topsoil. Even around 50% of the subsoil has less than you know, ideal soil pH. So this is a big issue. Um, and costing um, us in Western Australia around $1.6 billion a year. That's the potential loss through the yield. Wow, that is really substantial. Can you tell us a little bit about how the soil acidity affects plant growth? Yeah, thanks you. Thank you. That's a very common and good question. So uh, the soil acidity, acidity affect plant growth in a few different ways. The very easy and quick one is the, you know, the nutrition for plants. Uh, the availability of them is affected by soil pH. So as the soil pH goes down, soil becomes more acidic. And when soil is more acidic, a lot of mac- macronutrients like phosphorus, nitrogen, their availability reduced. 
It increases the availability of micronutrient, most of the micronutrient though, but you know most of the macronutrients already are affected. So in general, the nutrient use efficiency drops when the soil becomes more acidic. But the ma- main and very um, vigorous or, or, or rather more detrimental effect is when soil pH goes down, the soil releases lots of toxic aluminium in soil solutions. So, and it, the relationship is very exponential. So if, if you pick a number, say if soil pH is 4.5 and if it goes you know, by 0.1 of unit or even further below, the aluminium concentration um, high rocketed uh, in that area of pH. And with aluminium, high aluminium concentration in the soil solution, the plant roots uh, get um, completely damaged. So a, they cannot take any more uh, water or nutrient from the subsoil because most of the aluminium in the subsoil. And so in some cases, they also can take a lot of aluminium in the plant tissue itself in the shoot and they get um, toxic uh, symptoms in the uh, stem as well. So that is a big uh, um, two main things that's um, soil acidity yeah, affects the plant growth. So, Gauss, how do we tackle this problem and minimise the losses that it's causing? Uh, obviously, as a soil science we uh, group, we, we, appreci- we promote you know, use of uh, agricultural lime. Is, that's, the, that's the main that can increase the soil pH. But we understood in the last 20, 30 years, we, we, start, we did surface liming, but it's, it's not helping or it's not very slowly helping in the subsoil. So therefore, we, we are trying to introduce strategic tillage as well. But everybody doesn't want to adopt this tillage again, you know. So, so there are other options like um, re-engineering or engineering genetics. So you can develop new varieties that can be tolerant um, to soil acidity or aluminium toxicity. Uh, obviously, that can go you know, hand in hand with the liming program as well. Chengdao, we might move over to you now. You've done a lot of work in acid tolerance, especially with barley, and you've recently completed a project looking at acid tolerance in chickpeas. Can you tell us a little bit about the new findings from that project? Hi, Jeanette. Um, yes, as you heard from Gal, and uh, 70, over 70% of the double land soils are kind of acidic or tend to change to acidic. And certain agricultural solutions they can manage to some partial management of the issue. But for long term, we're looking for genetic solutions. So I'm going to start with why we work on the chickpea, because in the chickpea you have the high protein and good protein, and with the established into the market. And the second thing, the good thing for chickpea is it can fix nitrogen in the soil. So that means we can reduce uh, nitrogen fertilizer requirement in a farming system. So these are the important steps for the WA grower to achieve the carbon neutral grain production. But unfortunately for WA growers, uh, the chickpea is very sensitive to uh, the soil acidity. So you mentioned our previous working on barley. And in fact, uh, the chickpea is much more sensitive to the acid source than barley. So the first question we we'll ask ourselves it is, can we find the chickpea can grow in the double A's as the source? Or in other words, 
if there is a chickpea available and uh, kind of tolerance to ask the stores. So this is about the project you mentioned that we, we just finished. Now to find natural chickpeas with other tolerance, almost like you're looking a little in the haze. So the first challenge for us it is we need to find a solutions how we're able to find the needles. So that's the first thing that we try to develop uh, new methodologies. We're able to screen a large quantities of the chickpea germ plasmas. Then we try to find that the chickpeas with the acid soil tolerance. And um, I'm very excited to tell it through that work. We established the methodologies. We're able to screen over a thousand the chickpea accessions from around the world. And even more exciting for some as growers is we did find that the chickpeas can tolerance the acid source. In other words, we laid the foundation we were able to develop a new chickpea varieties can be adapted to the WA soils. So Chengde, where are you getting these genes from in chickpeas? Yes, this is and uh, the most important questions in Asia, we try to understand where we can find not the chickpea lines with acid soil tolerance. So we obviously we're working with the various people, including our Australian gene bank and also the University of California Davis in the in the US. So eventually we found this and um, tolerance chickpea from the wild chickpea collections that is collected from uh, the Turkey in the, that in the Anatolia regions in southeastern Turkey. So in that region, it's very close labor to Syria. Now, if we back a little bit history, actually the chickpea was uh, domesticated from the wild spaces in that region about seven to 9,000 years ago. So now we have found that the ancestors actually do have some our tolerance for the soil acidity. And how and when are these solutions going to reach farmers' paddocks? Now, Jeanette, this is uh, the most important question for us as well. And uh, so this is we we try to work in, uh, in the next step in a new project. Um, but before it can get into uh, the farmers' paddock, and uh, there is a few and uh, the questions we need answers. There are a few steps it's going to take for us to and uh, uh, get in there. So first of all, you look at what I said. It is we found that tolerance to source line from the wild species. Obviously, you look in their economic the quality was pretty poor, or don't have that disease resistance. So we at this stage. From our target, uh, we'll say we want to look in by 2027. We're going to have all these germ plasms and the breeding tools to the breeders. Then we target by 2032, we're going to have the new chickpea varieties and with acid tolerance, but also with the good qualities, biotic, biotic stress tolerance can be farmer to grow in there and paddock. But the good thing it is, I think maybe from current what we are doing, we can make this happen maybe even much faster than our initial plan. So you ask how we're gonna 
understood how we're going to achieve that. And uh, there are the two major things that currently we are doing. One we call this faster breeding. So what that means for faster breeding, so you're looking for the chippy life cycles. In the previous days, we only can do maybe one, the maximum two cycles, uh, breeding cycles per year. But now with the faster breeding technology, and uh, we can do four to six cycles per year. So that means that we can much faster ever to deliver and this is a new tolerance to the farmer's paddock. And the second thing kind of we are using uh, this uh, the artificial intelligence and the genomic modeling. So again, so this is again provide a lot of new approach for us ever to fast to integrate it and the uh, new acidosaurus tolerance gene with the other quality trait or the other adaptation to the optimal environment into a new, into the new varieties. I think the new technologies currently is very exciting. Can you make us move forward to things the much faster? But before and we are able to do that, able to put in the farm the paddock, there is other two most important questions that we need to answer. So if you recall from the golf book, the one current major in the management practice is limine for acid source. So we need to understand how the acid soil tolerance chickpeas get intact with the limine practice. The second the important question I talk about on uh, the chickpea can fix the lipogens. And uh, so we need to understand how the new chickpeas with acid soil tolerance get intact with the rhizobia to fix the lipogens and the you know, uh, soils. So once we got this, all these questions answered, and uh, hopefully we can have a new chickpea crop options for double growers. Wow, there's some exciting research happening in the acid tolerance of chickpeas. I'd like to thank both Gauss and Cheng Dao for joining us today on the Grains Convo Park podcast. Thank you, Jeanette. Thanks, Jeanette. More information on this topic can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode, you can download and subscribe to Grains Convo on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll be back on the 1st and 15th of every month with a new episode. Thanks for listening. Listening.